Well, welcome back, everybody, to an exciting episode of the Inches Podcast. I'm your even more exciting, <laughs> even more than exciting usual. than than what we usually big have. major announcement types. Yeah. I'm sorry, keep, keep <laughs> talking, you know, Nick. Go through the intro, but the intro is going to have to change a little bit. Although technically, you still uh, still have your title for a couple. Well, you couple just more gave weeks. it away. <laughs> gave it away here. Um, but I'm Nick Lawson, um, co-founder of a company called Squad. We're helping sports teams and events connect fans to sponsors digitally through digital activations. As always with me here. Um, and The name doesn't it, change. Rich Franklin. Rich Franklin. That part stays, stays the same. Stays the same. New, well, I'll just cats out of the bag. New, New job title. I, I, am, uh, I am currently VP of Revenue for the Portland Winterhawks hockey team. Yep. Until... February, February, October 15th yep. is my last day with that title. At the Winterhawks. At the Winterhawks. Yep. Rich. And then, yep. go ahead. I was just going to say, exciting news. Rich has uh, taken another job uh, for another hockey team. Another organization. Um, so, okay, here we go. You, is there a drum roll? <laughs> so starting, thank you, thank you. <laughs> starting uh, Monday, October 25th. My new position and new company will be Senior Director of Corporate Partnerships for Oakview Group Mm -hmm. for the Coachella Valley Arena and the new Seattle Kraken AHL minor league team in Palm Springs. Which starts 2022 full season? The the building is currently under construction. Yep. Um, It is going to... Uh, hopefully be completed by early fourth quarter of 2022 mm-hmm. and the as yet unnamed AHL Seattle Kraken farm team will begin play somewhere October November of 22 yep and so uh, I will be the senior director of corporate partnerships for both the building and the hockey team yep as opposed to my role right now, where it's just the hockey team. Just the hockey team, which, you know, when you do settle in, we should do a podcast on how the difference is between owning a building and not owning a building and sponsorship. Yes. I don't think we've ever covered that on the Inches podcast. Uh, yeah, well, we we've talked, talked a little bit yeah. about, about permanent, uh, you know, naming rights mm-hmm. type stuff and, and things like that. But, you know, what's going to be really interesting, Nick, over the next... Um, over the next 12 months after I settle into this role and as things get get ramped up, we'll be talking about how do you sell a team that does not yet exist? Yeah, that will be a <laughs> Selling episode. it on the come, yep. you know, so, uh, and a building that's currently under construction. Yep. Uh, because that will be, now they do have some experience in doing this um, with the uh, Kraken mm-hmm. and with uh, Climate Pledge Arena up mm-hmm. in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the same company, same ownership, all that stuff as as Climate Pledge, and uh, and the Seattle Kraken. Again, that's Oakview Group, which mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of. Yep. Of OVG, they're a pretty pretty well known uh, uh, entity. But uh, I'll be doing that for them down in the Coachella Valley. So selling the house uh, just as the rainy, cool season begins, <laughs> and uh, driving down. My wife is coming with me. Uh, she's going to stay f- for a few days. Uh, fortunately, I'm able to stay at my my in-laws' winter home mm-hmm. uh, down there in Indio, and so uh, I'll have a place to live as we're looking for a new uh, a new home down there. But yep. uh, 
very excited for the opportunity. This has been a two-year process in getting this all put together just because uh, there were some, some challenges that they ran into with the, the uh, facility, with the building, mm -hmm. particularly the land where they were going to originally build it is uh, different from where now they are going to build it and mm -hmm. started to build it. And then, of course, the pandemic pushed everything yeah. backwards as well. So yep. um, this all came together really back together, I should say, really quickly this summer. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I should acknowledge, of course, uh, my 10 years here, 10 plus years with the uh, Portland Winterhawks, a fabulous organization, great people, great town. Um, but, you know, I'm looking forward to my next challenge with uh, Oakview Group and Coachell Valley Arena and AHL Palm Springs. Yeah, you know, um, first, congrats. Uh, Thank you. I already said that. But um, for those who are worried that we will not be doing the Inches podcast, we'll continue it on. Um, oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and keep, you know, keep bringing you insights, especially as Rich kind of goes through this transition. But I think, um, you know, it, it will be over phone and... Um, Maybe some of the time it will be in person. I'll take the flight or drive down if there. If you have and, to go down Yeah, there, if I have to go down to... <laughs> I'm guessing like January, February. Right, right when it's, it's pouring rain here. So, yeah, exactly. Um, well, congrats, Rich. Today, you know, perfect topic as you kind of make the transition uh, is really just diving into... We were going to do five, but I think, I think we're just going to whittle it down to three of the three biggest insights you've learned from selling... Um, small fish big pond yeah as opposed to kind of where you're going which is big I'll, fish i'll be a bigger pond. fish in a medium-sized medium pond, sized pond yeah. you know there's yep. there's certainly a lot of entertainment uh going on down the coachella valley yep. uh, obviously most of that is well like right now there's the big um, uh, tennis event that's mm -hmm. that's going on down there certainly folks are familiar with uh, uh, the coachella um, music festival and yep. stagecoach and things like that but um, what I wanted to talk about today I think pertains a little bit to uh, three key things that I've just sort of learned uh, in my last 10 years being a small team in a big sports and media market yeah and just things that I think are key and it's not just if you're a, a small team I think that that any size I mean we know we've got some some regular listeners uh, with the uh, LA Chargers for mm -hmm. example I think we've got one or two with the New York Jets mm -hmm. and, and you know some pretty big organizations but uh, just some key things that I think that that I would want to uh, emphasize to to kind of wrap up my 10 years here mm -hmm. Uh, first thing is, um, I think the, one of the reasons why we've had so much success here with the Winterhawks, and we've talked about this a little bit before, before, is set yourself apart from what everybody else is doing. Don't pitch the same stuff that either A, you've pitched year after year after year, or B, that the other teams in your market are pitching. Yep. Be different. Uh, part of being different, I don't mean be different, like show up wearing, you know, strange glasses and in a weird outfit although if you want to do that okay <laughs> you'll certainly be remembered but i think part of it is take a look at what you're currently offering say is it still appropriate is there something else that we can do that maybe nobody else in the market is touching just yet and maybe it's something crazy i mean like virtual reality is i think going to be a, a, a big up and coming thing and we certainly saw this here with the winterhawks you know, four or five years ago when we took a really, really 
big dive into all things digital. And it really set us apart because at the time, nobody was pitching the type of stuff that we went to market with. So I think the first thing that I would want to emphasize uh, as I sit here wistfully looking back on 10 years with the Winterhawks organization as a, as I said, small, relatively small team in a, in a pretty good sized market is uh, set yourself apart and don't just keep pitching the same stuff over and over. Find yep. something new. Yep. Yeah, no. And we've, we've, I think we did a whole episode on that. And honestly, it's something that I don't think is done enough with smaller teams. I do see a lot of smaller teams say, hey, this is how the industry sells sponsorship. Let's go sell signs. If we end up just getting the scraps, fine, we'll just end up getting the scraps because there's bigger teams here. I think you all have really, really doubled down on the idea of, you know, almost, I don't want to sell what the other teams are selling in this market. I want to walk into that meeting and they're going to remember me by saying, they they sat us down and said, let's do an Alexa thing. We hadn't really heard that before. So I think that's, you know, really key as a smaller team. I assume that does transfer over to to, to the, the new, new team. Gig? Yeah, oh, I was yeah. gonna say. Yeah, yeah. Still, still, still transfers yeah. over to the new team. It will. I mean, I, I, I'm, I've already had a business meeting with those guys, and and they're already some of them are already down there out there making the pitches and things like that. So, um, and in our case, I mean, a lot of this is going to be new stuff because yep. it's a brand new venue. Exactly. But, um, I, I just think in general, it's important that you're. You're you're looking beyond the obvious. You're yep. looking beyond the 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 whatever you've been doing for the last three, five, ten, twenty years. Uh, keep an eye on what the trends are. Keep an eye on. Uh, it's kind of like what we talked about when we interviewed the the seventeen year old intern, who by the way just contacted me and wants <laughs> to uh, uh, come back and uh, job shadow some more. But nice. um, you know, see what the trends are and say this is going to be a big thing yep. pitching this is going to set me apart because nobody else is out there doing it right now so let's dive into this and and see if we can get this on our on our offerings and, and maybe raise some eyebrows and yep. and generate some money that uh, that we wouldn't be seeing otherwise exactly so that's number one what's your number two uh number two i think that again this is something that applies to any level whether you're in a big uh big team big city small team big city whatever um i have felt that part of our success here is because we sell with service. Yep. Um, we super serve our clients. We don't just do the bare minimums that are in the contract. We look for opportunities to add additional value, knowing that that helps add to the to the not only the value of what we're providing above and beyond what the contract may say, but it also helps build that relationship of trust of, hey, these are people that are looking out for me. They're giving me a little bit extra um, without me having to ask for it. I think that kind of stuff goes a long way, again, in setting you apart uh, organizationally and individually with, uh, with your clients and prospects. Yeah, and I think key thing there too is, I think you would agree, it's not like you have to go 300, 400%, even a five, 10% yeah. increase in service, right? hey, we're going to get you your metrics maybe every month where other teams have said, no, you're getting your metrics at the end of the season yeah. just because it's you know added work. It doesn't have to be a crazy amount of more work, but that little amount definitely will help you stand out, build the relationship. And, and part of that too, we've talked about <clears throat> the, the key to remembering that 
everybody that you're working with on, on across the table. In addition to being a client, they are also a parent, they are also yeah. a spouse, they are also a, an auntie or an uncle or a grandparent or something like that. So look for those kinds of added opportunities as part of selling with service to get the, the kids involved, the families involved. Do what you can do to make your client look like a hero yep. in the eyes of people that are important to them. Yeah. And again, that's like the, I feel like that's the foundational pillar of building a relationship, right? Yeah. It's don't only come to them when you need a sale or money. Hey, right. you have nephews, would they, they like to come to the game? Great. Well, yeah. Them a ticket they want to come down there and fist bump the players, right. you know, give them a really cool, yep. memorable opportunity. Yep. Absolutely. Look yep. for those kinds of opportunities. Yep. And what's the, what's your number three? Uh, the third one, uh, and again, this is one that I think is really, really big, is <clears throat> you never, ever want to presuppose what a sponsor is willing to invest. Yep. Never, ever go in to the conversation thinking, oh, they'll never buy this. I mean, you have to have that, that value established in your own brain uh, before you can effectively sell it to that partner. If they see that you're excited about it, if you're building up that value before you discuss the price, that's gonna help that sales process tremendously. But you never ever want to go in saying, oh, these guys are only a $50,000 or $100,000 partner. You know, aim, aim high, you can always come down. Swing for the fences. Now with that though, and in, in I use, I. I was a part of a sales group where they would be like, hey, get this person to a $3,000 spend. And my answer would always be, I don't think we have the inventory for that. Meaning, yeah. I don't think we have anything in our inventory that can get them up to that because we only have X amount of items that will fit their goals. I assume part of that, like you can't just say, hey, look, let's get you up to $50,000. let us double your signage. That comes with well, research. Well, you can't just say that. Yeah. I mean, you could, but, but you could say, look, this is, this is what... I think we could be doing here in terms of this this signage and this opportunity and so forth, and it's going to be fifty thousand bucks, and but but you'll never get it if you don't ask for it. Yep. I mean, if you go in there asking for three thousand, what are the odds that they're going to say three thousand? That seems awfully light. I was hoping to spend fifty thousand with you. Yep. Chances yeah. are slim, <laughs> okay. <say> sold. <laughs> but if you go in at the fifty thousand level, now this is based upon you know you've 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 done some research and you think yeah I think these guys could swing a, a fifty thousand dollar deal maybe based on the size of the company or their revenues or or other indicators that you've received, um, you know then 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 ask for it. Uh, it's not like they're going to take you out in the parking lot and and shoot you. Yep. If uh, if if you come in with a big number, you can always have a fallback. Yep. And and you know be sure that you're giving yourself a little bit of wiggle room there too. I mean, kind of think about here's the here's the best opportunity. Here's kind of the where I think it's going to wind up, and then sort of a worst case scenario level. And and you know start high, and you can always come down. Well, and if you think about it too. You know, especially if you're thinking about this two, three, four years of, of you know, upselling them. If you come in and you say, hey, it's going to be $3,000, the conversation is going to say, yes, put up the contract, let's do it. You then don't come back and say, oh, but also did you want to buy this? You have to wait almost an entire year. 
Unless you a, have another opportunity that pops up, you true. know, and, and the door cracks open or something. You know, maybe the 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 prospect to sit, geez, you know, if that particular piece of inventory, signage, or this promotion or whatever yep. uh, were to ever come available, boy, I'd be interested in that. Well, maybe it comes available or yep. maybe something similar to it comes available. Uh, you know, I often say the best time to sell something to somebody is after you've just sold them something. So True. Um, you know, but you got to be aware of where you are kind of in the process and the relationship and things like that. But would you say if you went to them and said, hey, look, here's based on what you need or what you've told me your goals are, here's the big package, $30,000. Here's yeah. what it's getting you. Here's why I think it's going to be a perfect fit. And then them coming back and saying, look, I don't think we can commit 30000 Okay, what is what is 15000 you know, or they could come back and say, eh, "I don't know that I could swing. Could we get that package for twenty-five? Do you then bring maybe down, you can, maybe you can't. Well, I mean, do you bring down the assets in that, or do you bank on, "Hey, it, I'm going to get you a deal this year," I, and then think about when I go with a to to somebody, I always have a little built-in wiggle room, mm-hmm. okay? Because a lot of times they're going to want to feel like they they want to negotiate. So if you build in a little wiggle room, let's say you've got a package that's at that $125,000 level. Mm-hmm. And you go in asking for 150, knowing you may get 150, but if you need to, you can back it off to 140, 130, 125, somewhere in there. 125 is, you know, in my mind, kind of the point <clears throat> below which then we probably would need to take something off the table. Yep. Uh, but it's knowing kind of what your what your rate card looks like, you know, what's your hard what's What's your, your, what is it in, in, uh, uh, in Top Gun? They talk about uh, the ceiling and the floor, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, what's your floor? Yep. What's, what's the hard deck? That's the, that's that's the term I'm looking for. <laughs> what's your hard deck, Maverick? Uh, know what your hard deck is mm-hmm. and know that if you're, if you're getting down to that hard deck, you may need to rework the package a little bit. Now, I assume your second um, pillar can also help into that. I assume there's some times where it's like, look, you want to come in at this spend. How about we how about we get you to go $5,000 more and I get you five autograph pucks that you can give to, you know, sponsors or customers. You can, you can do that. I also like to negotiate using term. Mm-hmm. So, yep. um, if somebody is saying it's a, you're asking for 150, I know that my my floor is 125. And maybe they're approaching that 125. I'll come back and say, well, okay, tell you what. What if we were to do 125, but this is now a three-year commitment? Mm-hmm. Or it's a it's a, a three-year deal with your you have an option out after two. Yep. You know, something along those lines. But but that you're locking in a longer term. Yep. Then then that's a win for them. They're getting a lower price. It's a win for you because you now have locked up that that partnership for at least two or possibly three years instead of having to do it year to year to year. Yep. So absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's part of the service and it's part of knowing who you're dealing with, you know, how flexible can you be? I don't think you ever, ever want to go in at that hard deck level, but, um, as I say, these are just uh, just three of them. I mean, we could talk uh, a lot more. Maybe we do that next, next week, week, but be the other. Um, I, I would just say that the big three for me, um, as as I leave my tenure, tenure, tenure <laughs> yep. uh, with the Portland Winterhawks, uh, 
are just, you know, look for ways to set yourself apart. Don't be pitching the same things that everybody else is pitching. Use service to sell. Uh, that's important that you remember that you yourself are part of the value that you're bringing to the table. And um, number three, don't presuppose what a, a sponsor may be willing to invest. Yep. Don't go in there and say, well, they'll never do this. Go ahead. Aim high. Yep. If it's too high, you can always come back down. Yep. Absolutely. So, well, thanks so much, Rich. You know, we'll be back. It's a on, quick one this yeah. week. I got to start packing my <laughs> yeah, bag. Rich is Rich has got to got to start packing all the stuff. But this obviously will change. But if uh, if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do that? <laughs> well, uh, I'm not going to leave LinkedIn. I'll still be on LinkedIn. <laughs> I'll just be changing my title here in, in about a week. But um, if you are listening to this on LinkedIn, uh, my name is and will continue to be Rich Franklin. <laughs> Uh, currently VP of Corporate Partnerships, or excuse me, VP of Revenue for the uh, Portland Winterhawks hockey team. Uh, for another week, my email address is richf at winterhawks.com. But uh, maybe, maybe uh, depending on when you're hearing this, you want to go the LinkedIn route, you can message me there. I may be having my new title, may still be the old title, but as I say, the name will still be Rich Franklin. Oh, yep. And I'm Nick Lawson, um, CEO at Squad. You're probably seeing this on LinkedIn, so connect with me. Uh, as always, shoot us your messages for topics. It seems like next week we'll dive into a few more of these uh, for next week, but we always love getting uh, fan topics to be able to dive into. But thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in this week. Remember, keep pushing those limits within sports sponsorship. Mm -hmm.